So you're probably asking yourself, why is a financial podcast doing an episode on outsourcing your personal activities? Well, the simple answer is that I want our listeners to have better lives from the content of the podcast. And when we learn how to outsource things that we just don't like doing, things that we're not incredibly competent at doing, or things that bring us stress, we end up having better lives. So that's the reason, and I hope that you enjoy the episode. And I wanted to express some gratitude to all of our listeners. I know that there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I'm just thankful that you've taken the time to listen to the Weekly Wealth Podcast this week. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Okay, everybody. Well, I am really excited uh, to have Hannah Morgan with us today. And we're going to talk about something that I've been working really hard on myself, which is outsourcing and um, figuring out who should be doing what in my organization. So, uh, hey, Hannah, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Great, great. So you're the founder and CEO of Heron House Management, a virtual house management company designed to help reduce your stress and improve your quality of life. So that's actually pretty appealing what that sounds like. So tell me about where that started and, and exactly what is house management? Yeah, well, I am a full-time working mom. I've got two toddlers, which if anybody has kids knows the toddler stage takes a I lot have out of- twins, so I had two yep. at a time. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so you know double time. Exactly. And I just realized that there were systems I was using in my own life to keep myself and my family and my home organized and running but that I am only one human. And so sometimes we need help and we need to know when it's appropriate to outsource some of those tasks when your attention is better spent on your family and is better spent on enjoying your life instead of always working on a never-ending to-do list because your family time will not always be there for you, but your to-do list always will. So I learned very early on the importance of outsourcing and valuing my time, but also setting up systems that make it easier for people to run a stress-free home. And so that's what our business does is we really give people that peace of mind, knowing that their home tasks are taken care of so that they can focus on what's more important to them. So have you ever talked to anybody and they kind of felt guilty, like what, I'm too good to clean my house or I'm too good to uh, cut my own grass and yeah, I mean, isn't there like, number one, maybe so, like a control issue and sometimes just people feeling guilty for, you know, why should I pay someone to do that when I could do it myself? So I will tell you, before I started this business, I did a lot of focus groups. I did a lot of one-on-ones with working parents and I asked them what would help reduce stress at home and what could you outsource to a virtual house manager? And not a single person expressed guilt about outsourcing because they knew that they would much rather spend their time doing things that they enjoy and that only they as a parent or only they as an employee or only they as an individual can do and they would rather outsource those tasks. So if you're feeling guilty about it, that's valid. I absolutely understand. I think that this concept of never-ending work in you know the American work ethic is one that's really embodied in us and it's very hard to unleash that and be okay with outsourcing. But we are absolutely here to help walk you through what those mental loads are that you can release and that you can outsource to somebody else. So usually when I start a conversation with a potential client, they'll come to me because they have a very specific pain point. It's usually something like my kid's summer camp activity sign up is happening now. And I feel overwhelmed by figuring out 
what activities my kids should do and coordinating schedules and getting on the list. And this is all nine months out from when the summer camp actually happens. Throughout the conversation, we'll find 10, 12, 20 things that they would rather not be spending their time on that they can easily outsource. So if you have that guilt, I totally understand. I sympathize, but it's 2023. It's time to release it. No, I really like it. So if anybody's listening, thinking, okay, so this is the weekly wealth podcast. You know, this is like a financial podcast. Why are we talking about outsourcing family duties? And the answer is I want this podcast to help everybody to have a better life. And part of that means we'll talk about some ways to invest your money or or what types of insurances you should have or your estate planning. But part of it is going to, how can we reduce stress? Because I think ultimately what you're doing, the end result is you're reducing stress, right? Yes, 100%. And it's actually interesting. It was my financial advisor years ago who was the first one to tell me, you need to pay somebody to mow your lawn or clean your house because you're at a point. And for me at that point in my career, I was um, building my business and every moment that I wasn't spending building my business and I was spending on home tasks, it was distracting me from what I really wanted to focus on. Of course, this was before I had children, but she said, you can outsource those things. And as long as your hourly earning rate is higher than what you're outsourcing, it is a valuable use of your time and money to be able to focus on what your zone of geniuses, your area of expertise is like we were talking about. So she helped me understand that that was really important for reducing my stress and focusing on what I really wanted to. And then fast forward now where I have uh, wonderful things beyond my work that I want to be able to focus on Mm -hmm. and that I want to be present for. And I don't want to be stressed and exhausted, always trying to find somebody to remodel my bathroom and sign up for kids' activities and schedule doctor's appointments. I'd rather be spending that time focusing on what only I can do, which is be a parent, be a business owner, and enjoy my life. So yeah, it absolutely impacts your quality of life, but there's very much a financial implication of that. So we do strive to save our clients money. We worked with them to set up a subscription. So we offer five, 10, and 15 hour a month subscriptions. We work with them to identify what level of assistance they need. We're also very flexible and allow them to change their subscriptions because especially things like holidays and summer season, you may need more support than you would need in the other seasons. So we give you that flexibility so that you're not spending money on something you don't have to. But we can also save you money by allowing you to you know, focus on building your own business, canceling your subscriptions, removing any sort of financial redundancies, doing that home bookkeeping for you, creating a budget tracking that budget. I mean, a lot of people don't enjoy doing that budgeting, which is usually the first thing a financial advisor suggests Mm -hmm. when they bring in a new client. And so that's something we can absolutely help with, give you that baseline. So how do you get started? So you and I were talking about um, something that I'm doing personally with my business is I'm literally keeping a spreadsheet of everything I do. And then I'm kind of have a column of, should I do this or should someone else do this? And there are a lot of things that quite frankly, maybe I shouldn't be doing. You know, an example is I just got podcast editing off of my plate. I can do it, but I can actually pay someone to do it and they do it better. That's their skill. Bookkeeping. You know, I have someone who does bookkeeping for me in my office and they do it better. And I just don't have that dread, like that 500 pound weight thinking, man, I'm 12 months behind on bookkeeping and I dread doing it. It's not the stress of having to do it. It's the anxiety of having not done it. That's what really gives you that huge. And then you do and you're like, well, that wasn't even that hard, but you still dread it the next month. So, so how do you work with some of your clients to determine, you know, what should be outsourced in their lives? Because what I should outsource and maybe what somebody else should outsource are two different things because we're different people. 
So everybody has their own pain point and the thing that they don't like doing, don't have time to do is not something that comes naturally to them. Or maybe it's something that creates creates conflict in their partnership because neither partner wants to do it. And so they have to figure out, okay, who's actually going to take this project across the finish line. So usually clients come to me with a very specific pain point. And then from there, I ask them to look at their to-do list. And when you look at your to-do list, you realize how much of this is actually recurring or could be set up to be automated like paying bills, like prescriptions you have to call in every single month. Like that's the kind of thing that we can set up so that you don't have to think about that anymore. You know your prescription is going to get called in every month. That being one example. So yeah, I think that it kind of goes out of the conversation. Okay, we start with this one thing that brought you to us and then we discover through our conversation what else is causing stress or tension, what else you don't really need to be doing What I find is that a lot of people carry their to-do list around in their head, and that can be a great source of anxiety and stress. And so having that conversation can help you dig out that deep to-do list that's in the back of your head that you've been carrying around. And a lot of clients actually tell me after our initial conversation, they feel a weight released because they no longer feel like they're carrying those things around. I'm writing down their task list. I'm putting it into our system. We use a project management tool called Asana. And I put all of those tasks into Asana. And sometimes we'll put them in the backlog and we'll say, okay, this isn't due for another year or six months. This isn't something that's high priority, but get it out of your head, get it onto paper and know that it will be taken care of. That's a huge way to reduce your stress and your anxiety. And then the conversation unfolds from there. As we build a working relationship, people always discover that there's more things that they might be able to outsource. Now in a perfect world, you know, you can do a time study, track your time throughout a week or a couple of weeks and see really where you are spending your time. And from there, figure out what you enjoy doing, what you're good at doing, what only you can do, and then try to take the other things off your plate. And I think what you'll find is you're irreplaceable in many arenas of your life, but not all of them. And you don't need to mow your own lawn. That's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. A long time ago, I went to a conference and there was a a session that talked about procrastination. It was actually a therapist talking about procrastination. And and we tend to think about procrastinators as lazy. People don't want to work hard. But what she explained was it's the opposite. Procrastination, it's really a form of perfectionism to where you're not sure how to do this task perfectly. So you just put it off. But the other easier things that you can do in your sleep, you do those. So that's where I think, you know, those things that you procrastinate about probably shouldn't be on your plate or or you need to be working towards having the resources to getting them off of your plate. Obviously, if you're a brand new entrepreneur, you may not have the resources. There's a fantastic uh, book called Eat the Frog, which I recommend mm -hmm. to any procrastinator. It's a classic. I mean, it's from the 80s, I think. And um, the author's fantastic. Took me an hour, I think, to read it as an audio book, just a couple of dog walks throughout the week. What he talks about is organizing your to-do list by priority so that you start with the highest impact things and you start with that first thing in your day. And so he kind of flips the script about procrastination and says, where is my attention and my input most valuable? Let me start there because the other tasks, we can deprioritize those. So that's what we do as your virtual house manager is we help you identify what those highest priority tasks are that we can take care of. And in our project management software, we have a way of tracking that. So you can say, This maybe isn't due until next week, but the sooner I get it off my plate, the better I'm going to feel. And that's why it's high priority for me. So we work with you to really help bust through some of those procrastinated tasks. But I also find that just having a partner to talk through what is on your mental plate can be really helpful for creating, for unsticking, you know, that block that helps you really feel like you can take something across the finish line, even if it isn't perfect, like you said. Absolutely. No question at all. So if I were your client, I am not physically, I don't even know where you live, um, but but I don't believe you live in my town. 
And if in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? I mean, it would be great for Hannah to find someone to cut our grass, but she's not here and she won't be able to find the best deal or how is she going to vet this person? Or how would you take that concern from me? You're not physically in my town. How would you handle some of these things for me? You're not going to cut my grass for me. Yeah, exactly. I can't cut your grass for you. I can't, you know, fold your laundry. But if that's a need, I can find somebody who will. And I will tell you, as somebody who has hired hundreds and hundreds of people over the past several years, being able to find, vet, and manage quality people, especially when they're doing small contract tasks, is an enormous undertaking. And so you could call a landscaping company that's referred to you by your friend, and that would be a great place to start. But you don't know if you're going to get somebody that's going to have the best quality and output, that's going to be reliable, that's going to give you the best cost, and that's going to be responsive when you say, I need my grass mowed more often this summer because it's been raining more, and then dial that back, you know, and drier seasons. So that's where we really come in is we take that task off your plate of finding somebody and managing them and making sure that their bill is set up on auto pay, that they're being responsive and that they're mowing when they should be. All of those things. You need somebody to help find your, to fold your laundry. That's not really a service you can just Google. So we would have to go and find local parenting Facebook groups and ask for a recommendation, or we would have to go on care.com and vet people that offer that as a service. It's a huge undertaking and being able to find those quality people and manage them is not something that I take lightly because it's literally what our business does and what I bring to the table. And so we take that really seriously, take that off your plate if you do need in-person assistance. But what I find is that almost everything can be managed remotely because you yourself are doing that. I can't put your kids to sleep for you, but I can find you a fantastic babysitter, get you a reservation at the hottest restaurant in town for date night, and make sure that you're going on a date night with your partner every month or two months, however often you actually want to do it. And that's what we bring to the table. Hey, so let's take a quick break from the podcast. My biggest job as a financial advisor is to help my clients to sleep at night. So if there's anything that's keeping you up at night, whether it's college costs, whether it's market fluctuations, the fear of overpaying in taxes, or even that you've not heard from your current financial advisor in a while, you can set your appointment with me by going to my website, go to www.weeklywealthpodcast.com, click on the contact us button at the top, that'll take you to my calendar. And from there, you can schedule your 30 minute appointment. It really is that simple. And now let's get back to the podcast. So typically your clients are the mothers. Are you working mostly with mothers or are you working with fathers and husbands as well? Or are you typically working directly with the mothers? So we work with any, you know, client who needs assistance at home. And what we found is that a lot of the people who come to us are working parents, mostly Mm -hmm. female working parents, so working moms. And the reason for that is because there is a cultural assumption that has prevailed even into, you know, 2023, that women will carry much of the domestic labor. And I say this not from my own perspective or my own bias, because I have a wonderful partnership with my husband at home, but looking at the American Time Study and seeing the difference in the number of hours that men versus women spend on domestic duties every day and every week is very eye-opening. And so if you have equity at home with your partner, that's fantastic. And, you know, then you can both be engaged in this. But I often find that it's women that are coming to me because they feel like that responsibility is on them. Or what often happens is their partner feels like it's not their responsibility and someone has to do it. And so the female working parent will pick up that role and responsibility. So yeah, we do work a lot with women, but we don't work with women exclusively. We work with anybody who needs help. 
And I think it's really important that gender equity and duties at home are part of the conversation because that's how we're going to change this cultural narrative of the domestic duties and responsibility for the home being relying on the woman. Because when you look at the workforce being 50% female, and I think it's 70% of female parents of children under 18 are working. So this idea of having a stay-at-home spouse is very outdated. And so, you know, we heard this term second shift where women would go to work and then they'd come home and be responsible for all the domestic duties. It's a new era. That's not the case anymore. We're seeing more equity at home. And we're also seeing opportunities like what we offer to outsource that mental load and outsource those duties. So a lot of women that are climbing the corporate ladder, they're working really long hours at work. They want to be able to focus on building their business. It makes sense for them to outsource that because it's not a valuable use of their time. And if their partner isn't willing to engage in that conversation and pick up the slack, then they need help. So here we are. So how many hours a month or a week do you free up sometimes with, you know, your average average client? Yeah. So we have three levels of subscriptions. Our essentials is five hours a month. And that's really for people who just have a couple of tasks that they need help with. Maybe they need help setting up their to-do list and managing it. They want a call once a month. That's our most basic level. Our standard package is 10 hours a month. And what we find is that it's a good distribution for being able to handle a lot of the tasks that people come to us with and also have meetings if people want to. A lot of times, like I said, talking through your to-do list can really relieve a lot of that mental load. So we encourage our clients to have weekly, bi-weekly, monthly calls with our house managers. And then if you need more help, we offer a premier level, which is 15 plus hours. So it's a minimum of 15 hours, but we protect your hourly rate if you go over that 15 hours. And those are for people who just have no time to deal with what they've got going on. They've got big projects. They've got a lot of complexity. We want to make sure that we're stepping in and we're available for them. And and what have your clients told you like that they're doing with this extra five, 10 or 15 hour? Because really, if you're working for your client for five hours, you're probably freeing up more than five hours of their time. What are they doing with that time? Because time is a gift and time is the only thing that you and I have exactly the same amount of. One of us has more money. One of us has more gifts in certain areas. One of us has more talent. One of us has more intelligence. And you're probably you know, the one that has more of each one of those, but we have the same amount of time. So what have your clients told you about the time that they're getting back? So that's a really good question. I can point to examples of my own. When I leave to pick up my children from school, I take them to the park after school every day or I take them to a friend's house, or we do some sort of outing, that time is time I would be spent working on my to-do list. I pick up my kids at 4.15. And so that 45 minutes of business hour time that I would need to be calling the bank, calling the doctor, scheduling things, getting my car an appointment to get the oil changed, all those kinds of things. I am free to be with my children during that time and to be fully present and to enjoy their company and to not be on hold with my credit card company while I'm at the park, you can't be present when you're trying to do those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So yes, the gift of time, it is exponential. Absolutely. But what I also find is that when you don't have that to-do list chasing you around, you're able to be more present and you're able to be lighter and more able to enjoy life's moments all the time. And so I think that that's where the exponential gift of time really comes in is it's not just about the hours you have back. It's about the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's about enjoying the hours that you and I both have. So I think we offer that. I know that you have experienced that as well, that you see the benefit of when you outsource, it doesn't have that heavy weight on you all the time thinking, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I can tell you that as someone who's a a couple years older than you, we have a, a junior in college and we have junior twin juniors in high school. And 
I've been at home and, and I've been to all the soccer matches and, and we've been a very involved family. But if I could go back in time, there are things that I would still outsource. And I've been very, very present. But when you get to where your kids are almost out of the house, you start looking yeah. at people and saying, wow, you know, that person that's carrying the baby that maybe I was kind of, you know, complaining about how babies are hard to deal with and, and they're a lot of work. You would kind of go back to that, given the choice, at least for a little yeah. while. Then you give oh, the baby absolutely. back. Then when it poops, you give it back to the mother. Uh, maybe that's of what course. grandparenthood will uh, will be to us. But um, different stages of life certainly give you a different perspective on how how we spend our um, spend our time. And that's why I'm so grateful that I figured out the systems that I have for managing home life when my children are so young, because I want to share that with people. And you know, I'll tell you what somebody told me actually just last week. One of my clients told me she said. God, I wish your business had been around 10 years ago when my children were younger. Just like you said, when you look back on it, you realize how much more time you could have spent with your kids and how much more you could have enjoyed that time if you hadn't been stressed and pulled in lots of different directions. So I feel for you and I hope that you know we can give that gift of time and being present to all of our clients going forward. How do you handle logistics of, let's say, calling my credit card company or calling my doctor or calling the pharmacist? Obviously, there's privacy issues. How, how does just that doesn't seem like that can work. So how, how does that work for you? So it depends on the client and what their requests are. So typically, our first thing that we do is set up a password manager. And there's password managers that you can use that are secure and encrypted. The password manager allows you to store all of your passwords securely. And then you can give selective access to people in your life, your partner, your kids, your house manager, your virtual assistant, whoever it may be. And you can also rescind access to that. So if you say, I need my virtual assistant to go on Amazon and buy something and your credit card information isn't saved on Amazon, let's say, or your password to Amazon, you need to give them your password to Amazon. They can log in and then you can rescind that password so that they don't have access to your secure information in perpetuity. It's a wall that we help you create because it's really important for you knowing that your information is protected and that you can give selective access. But we also have all the legal protections that any virtual assistant company or any house management company would have by setting up our contracts that protect you, your your confidentiality, your privacy, your financial information, your health information, all those kinds of things. So obviously we're not gonna be having an in-depth conversation with your doctor about your symptoms because that would be a HIPAA violation, but we work with our clients to be creative, to get access where we need to, whether it's passwords or just calling and saying, I'm calling on behalf of so-and-so, that will usually get you really far. If I call your doctor's office and say, I'm calling to schedule a doctor's appointment on behalf of my client, they'll usually work with us. And we haven't hit any roadblocks with that. Yeah. And maybe a small doctor's office would allow allow your client to put something in their file saying, you know, Hannah or Hannah's team can can change appointments, but but not schedule surgery or anything like that. So I'm Absolutely. sure there's a way around it. So yes. Yeah. We handle that case by case, but it's never been a big enough roadblock that, you know, we've had to have a big issue over it. I like it. I like it. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I can imagine some overwhelmed mothers, fathers, and anybody thinking, you know what? I just, I have 30 different things that I need to do. Half of them, I'm not even sure how to solve the problem, but it's just a problem on my mind. And I need to get these things done, but I either don't want to do them, I don't know how to do them, or I don't have time to do them. And and they'd like to learn more specifically about what it would be what like to work with you and your team. So tell them what to do and where to go and how they would learn a little bit more, if this would yeah. make them feel free. Our website, heronhousemanagement.com, is a good place to start. 
On the website, you can see the three subscription levels that I outlined. So we have the Essentials, the Standard, and Premier. You can see our list of suggested services. And this is really just a starting point. The idea is to give you a jumping off point and to inspire you to think about what areas in your life you'd like to outsource if you're struggling to figure out where to start. So that list of services is by no means exhaustive. It's just intended to give you a starting point. And then fill out our contact us form and let's talk. So once you reach out to us, I will respond. We'll set up an introductory call. We do that discovery where we figure out what your pain points are, the challenges are, how we can best support you, what your priority tasks are, what your desired level of involvement is in the tasks, how often you want to meet with your house manager. And then we get you set up in our project management software, which is Asana, so that you can have transparency into all of your tasks. You can communicate with your house manager through your tasks, but we also really focus on building the relationship between our clients and our house managers. So the house manager relationship is really important. You need to have trust. You need to have good communication. It needs to be a good fit, but they also need to bring skills and talents and perspective to the table that maybe you don't have. So we try to cover both of those fit and value add. And then we get you started. So we start working on tasks right away. We usually will do setting up a password manager. If you don't have one, we will set you up in our system. We'll set up how many calls we're going to have. And then we're ready ready to roll. Super exciting. I like it. Yeah, I could see a lot of people benefiting from this. I know that overwhelm and stress can really take over people's lives and and, uh, and it can affect your health. It can affect your relationships and it can affect your ability to be a parent. So this is... Uh, this is really, really exciting. So heronhousemanagement.com. That's H-E-R-O-N housemanagement.com and check it out. So we are the Weekly Wealth Podcast and uh, we always ask our guests a question that I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you. So we'll put you on the spot a little bit. And um, so as the Weekly Wealth Podcast, I'd like to know um, what is your definition of wealth? So what does wealth mean to you, to your family, and to the people in your life that you care about? So I think personally, with my own issues, the financial scarcity mindset, I think security is how I define wealth in a lot of ways. It's security knowing that financially and emotionally things are on a good trajectory and have a solid baseline. So I think that's a great question, but it means something different to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It can mean something financial or not at all. And I think that, you know, the concept of being financially secure is so relative, but they say that, you know, once you have your baseline needs met, beyond that, it doesn't necessarily create Mm -hmm. more happiness or satisfaction. So I try really hard to think about what is my financial baseline and what is my baseline of happiness, and then just be extra, extra grateful for anything on top of that. Gratefulness, I think, is so, so important. There's always someone who would would trade places with, with any of us. I've been around um, some sick family members in, in recently, and and when you look at you know end of life and the things that people complain about on a daily basis, you're not even going to remember those things when you're on the proverbial deathbed. So I think uh, just to to really be thankful every day for the good things in our lives is super super important. So absolutely, what a great reminder and a humbling one too. So thank it, you for that. It certainly certainly is. I uh, I volunteered at a soup kitchen for the first time this week. And humbling is the only word to to describe it. You know, these people, not to sound crude, but they're ugly and dirty and probably mentally ill and maybe addicted, but they're human beings that need help. And they're showing up at this soup kitchen every day looking for a free meal that 
you know, I mean, it's it's a few dollars worth of food. I mean, you know, any one of us wastes that much money every day. But um, you know, to be able to serve people, I think, is a great way to just build on um, on your thankfulness. And there were some parents coming through with kids at the soup kitchen. I mean, my kids have never wanted a meal. They've they've never needed anything. They could take whatever they want out of their freezer, microwave it, and thirty seconds later, it's done. But there are kids that don't have that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good reminder. It makes you extra grateful for what you do have and motivated to help others who may not have as much as access as you do or your kids do. Sure. So let's give, uh, before we close out the show, let's give maybe one free tip. So you run a business, you don't work for free. I'm, we're not going to talk about your rates. I don't even know what they are, but I'm sure you're well, well worth it. But if someone maybe is just not in a position to where they can engage your services or or the services of someone like you, What's one way that they can maybe get a few things off of their plate and just make their life a little bit better in the meantime? So the first thing I always say is write it down. One to-do list, one place, whether it's paper, whiteboard, you can use Trello, Todoist, um, an email, whatever it may be, get a way that you can write all of the things down that you need to do and organize them by some semblance of priority, even if it's just high and low. That's such a great place to start. And then if you do have someone in your life who is like a partner or a a buddy, or if you're a single parent, your children are old enough to help, sit down with them on that to-do list and have a family conversation about who's responsible for what things. So my husband and I did this. I have a tool that I'm willing to share with anybody if they're not my client. Absolutely reach out to me for this. It's a spreadsheet that organizes all of the tasks associated with the home daily, weekly, quarterly, and annually. And then from there, you can input each person's names. So my toddlers, they help, but I'm not going to put them on the spreadsheet because wiping on the table after dinner doesn't go on the list. But we sat down and figured out whose responsibility it is to start the washing machine and whose responsibility it is to fold the clothes, those kinds of things. Once you have those conversations, it makes sharing duties a collective conversation instead of an assignment. No person should be in charge of assigning things to other people. So that's what I would say. Get your to-do list out of your head and then figure out roles in your family so that everybody can have their responsibility and it doesn't have to be this constant conversation, reminder. There's no one person that's in charge of everything. I think that that can be a huge game changer if there's multiple family members in the home. And that's going to improve communication and relationships and everything else. So that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Absolutely. And I haven't folded laundry in months now, and it's been great. I start the washing machine and my husband takes it from there. (laughs) I like it. I like it. So, hey, everybody, check out Heron House Management on Instagram, Heron House Management on Facebook, or HeronHouseManagement.com as the website. And check it out. If you feel overwhelmed, this is a great place to start. So uh, Hannah, I appreciate your time. I really, this is just really interesting and it's just gotten me thinking about a lot of different things. And uh, until next episode, we wish everybody a blessed week. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a treat. Awesome. Thank you. The information contained herein included, but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other materials obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. These materials are provided for informational purposes only and should not be used for or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of any future results. 